Hey everybody, welcome to episode 219 of the Bite Me Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Cliff. Uh, we have other hosts. They are named Colby Woo. and Dylan. Woo. Dylan's got a very cute hat on that's got a little fox and it makes me happy and I like it a lot. It's Fall Raven. Aww. That's their it's logo, a fox Cliff. Hat. What is it? Fall Raven. Okay, so you don't know who Halsey is, but you know the logo on Dylan's beanie. Yeah. 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 Okay, that's fine. Anyway. It's, it's outdoor equipment. Of course I do, Cliff. <laughs> ah, my bad. I apologize. I could also, and, like, find the Arcteryx logo, you know? like <laughs> I went to their store once. It was I did, weird. too. Yeah. Very expensive things there. Anyway, this is not a podcast about outdoor stuff. It's about it indoor be. stuff. It's not, though. It's an it's mm. an indoor stuffs podcast about video games. Uh, today we are going to talk about um, not much because there is no news right now. It's just, like... January, man. It's rough. Um, but we are going to talk about stonks and how stupid stonks are. Um, we're going to talk about Tencent buying a bunch of companies, like a lot of them, um, and maybe one more, and the one more is a really big deal. Um, there is a Diablo 2 remaster in the works, and that is what Vicarious Visions gets for making a really, really good skateboarding game. They get to make a remaster of a really, really old Diablo game. Good job, guys. Uh, we got questions from Sweaty Spooks. Someone should reach out to Vinny and see if Vinny has a question, because he did not give me one, and I would hate to break his, like, 211-episode streak, so so maybe one of you guys could, could hit up Vinny. But anyway, we got one from Sweaty Spooks, we got one from uh, Fear13, one from our Deacon, and two from Elsrath52, one of which I think we are all uniquely... I mean, normally we're actually pretty capable of asking these questions, but I think this one is is a non-video game question that we are actually uniquely qualified to answer. Um, we're also going to talk about the games coming out in February because there's no news, so we have to have something to talk about before you guys just go home and go like, why is this a 30-minute podcast? And a handful of cheap, free games. But first, Dylan is going to tell us about Vermintide 2. I am? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the first um, order of business? Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely the most important thing. I, I think we should preface this by saying that Colby and I and Kaylin and someone else. I don't remember who our fourth was. I think it was Vinny. Could have been Vinny. Yeah, what was Vinny? Tried to play Vermintide 2, Dylan, and like... We are not terrible gamers. Um, like no. there are some good gamers in in that yeah. that batch. And Three we of got, us were. Yeah. yeah, I am the one person that held us back every time. But we got <laughs> murdered in Vermintide Two. Like we started that game and we never got more than like halfway through the first mission. So what what are we doing wrong? That's my question, Dylan. I would ask what you're doing right because it okay. probably shouldn't be that hard. Oh, we, we were getting yeah, like we getting I don't know if it was stomped. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, it won't let you play on a hard difficulty at the beginning. So I, I don't, don't I don't know. I've only I've only failed like two or three missions ever. We um, probably failed the first mission ten eight times, times yeah. ten times, and just were like, this game's dumb. <laughs> That's strange yeah so so tell me I about vermintide because i've played it but know nothing about it apparently <laughs> um i mean it's definitely a game you can't carelessly just win your way through i guess sure. so maybe if you were just kind of throwing it all to the wind yeah it probably could beat you down pretty good um but for me, it's probably my favorite game I've played in a while. Um, I'm <laughs> very into it. Um, 
it fills a lot of voids for me. One of those being the fact that there hasn't been a new Left 4 Dead in a long time. Um, one coming. I did not play Warhammer End Times Vermintide 1. <laughs> um, oh, I forgot this game's got a ridiculously I, I stupid name. I actually dropped the End Times from the second one. <laughs> um, one, I love Warhammer. So this yep. is, it's cool when a Warhammer game is good. Um, not that they have particularly bad games. I don't think they're like... They're not, I don't think they're known for having bad games, but they're not necessarily spectacular games. Um, So it's very cool when you get to kind of throw that lore into a really cool game. Um, But it's totally fills that Left 4 Dead Warhammer hole in my heart. Um, And maybe I like it better than Left 4 Dead. Left 4 Dead might be a better game, but I do like the light RPG elements where you have i mean there's five for those who you do not know and this game is free on game pass so there's literally <laughs> no barrier to entry to play it i am playing on pc though because it was on sale on steam for like seven dollars so that's where me and a couple buddies are playing it um there's five different characters to choose from who are um various um race and classes so there is a dwarf um a human an elf and another human and maybe another human that's kind of I, <laughs> so I guess not really that no, varied racing classes but the classes and dwarfs but each each i guess the dwarf has three different careers is what they call them um not so much classes the sure. human has three and then they've added dlc for the dwarf and human or the I guess it makes more sense if I speak in Warhammer terms by factions. That'll be easier. There's a dwarf from the dwarves. There is empire, which is, I guess, um, think British humans in pajamas, um, like military pajamas. You know what I'm talking about? Like half white, half red, like pajama jumpsuits. Um, Then there is a witch hunter, and a fire wizard and one other did i say five i can't i I can't remember anyway there's multiple classes they've added dlc for the human and the dwarf so there's a fourth class career sorry career for those um it's very fulfilling to me because they they are named after different units from Warhammer. So awesome. for people who played Warhammer, it means probably something else than it does for just playing Vermintide 2. But in no way does that make the game more or less enjoyable, I don't think. other, I guess it makes it more enjoyable for people who know Warhammer, I guess. But um, I there's a lot of variety, even the picking the different dwarf classes, which I've played the most of, as I've almost got my dwarf up to... I assume the max level is 30 when you have all the different... Uh, talents unlocked and can choose the different talents that you want. Um, the difference between the Slayer who does not have any ranged weapons, so you only get to fight with axes or hammers. Um, then there's the Dwarf Ranger variant who can have rifles and things and is a little more... He has like a smoke bomb for his special skill. And then there's the Iron Breaker, which is more tanky, I guess, defensive career for the dwarf so just within the dwarf there is a lot of variety and then 
um, all the permutations between the different um, characters is it's pretty cool. Um, I didn't really play Vermintide one much, so I can't do a huge comparison, but I'm, I feel like there's a lot of enemy variety and different like elite and boss monsters um, that are, some are very similar to left for dead, like the assassin that jumps on you and the, the big tanky rat ogre or storm fiend or, um, and there's also rat people, the Skaven. There is. Um, You're mostly fighting like rodents, right? Mostly, but then there's also, and I, I don't. I think there was just Skaven in the first one. I'm not 100, percent but there's also Chaos. So you have Warriors of Chaos, who are particularly under the influence of Nurgle, which is like the god of rot and decay. So you have these like, which fits right along with Skaven, because there's a Skaven Nurgle overlap in the Warhammer universe, kind of and the clan pestilence, which is mostly what you're fighting, I guess, because you have the plague monks and things again, lots of Warhammer lingo. Um, but yeah, you have chaos warriors and then they've added beast men in one of the expansions, I believe. So those are like, uh, satyrs and minotaurs, um, but also chaos influenced. So it all does kind of revolve around this chaos, um, enemy so it's all one enemy but it is kind of three different factions um and like the enemies are pretty interesting and there's a lot of them um so it 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 is fun to cut your way through swaths of enemies and it kind of i guess to me it kind of feels a little bit like first person diablo um because you very much you're not looting as you go but at the end based on the different things you find in the level and what you do and how hard you're playing on um or difficulty you get a certain tier of chest to unlock that has loot in it so ultimately at the end of the day you're trying to find a better axe or whatever and that pursuit is fun to me i enjoy that so um it's definitely a game i'm gonna i'm gonna keep playing that's probably what i'll be doing after this um um i am only on what i guess is veteran difficulty at this point i'm about to a bump up to the champion difficulty next i think because i'm pretty much powered out of the other one even though it does like i definitely say it does get a little bit more challenging as you ramp up the difficulty there's a lot of enemies and they can overwhelm you so i think that's when you learn about choke points and bottlenecks and defensive positions on the maps that you can better so you're not having enemies come from all all sides because that's and that might have been what you were experiencing when you were playing is you're just the four of you are scattered in different areas and a swarm comes and you're not i mean you don't know what you're doing yet when you just start playing the game so i guess that i mean that could be what happened i don't know um i'm gonna have to re-download it yeah i'd say try it again um it's, I'm I so think curious what I did wrong. I, yeah, because I don't even think it's not even a game. At least for the characters that I've spent playing, which is the dwarf and the empire guy, um, a little bit. They're fairly similar, and I don't even think you. It's not a game where you have to block a lot, but like blocking is helpful and dodging is helpful. But it's not. It's definitely not like Dark Souls or anything sure. like that for sure. Um, but it's also a game where I feel like my blocking matters and it doesn't suck because i i feel like most games blocking sucks and i almost just i almost ignore it 100 percent of the time this game i feel like when you hit the block button you actually put your shield up pretty quickly or put your sword up or your 
the, the shaft of your hammer or whatever, and you actually block the attack. And it, and by block the attack, it doesn't mean you take less damage. It means you block the attack. Nice. Um, but you have a stamina bar, so each of your weapons and equipment items can give you more stamina. So you might have two or five little shields. So when you block an attack, depending on how heavy the attack is, it'll break away some of your shields, and that's kind of how much block you have left before you can't block. Um, sure. So I think it works way better than almost any blocking in any game I've ever blocked. So um, I actually like it, and right. I actually block, which I don't think I've ever done in a game before. Yeah, I ha- <clears throat> kind of hate games with blocking, so that's interesting. I, I'm, I'd love to give this a try, Cole. You should download it too, and we'll, we'll try and find some okay. time. To I got it if- downloaded on my Xbox, so I'll... I'll Play with you on Xbox too. We'll get Dylan. We'll all yeah. play together, and Dylan can show us what we screwed up on. Because I'm, yeah, I, I love Left 4 Dead, and I would love a modern Left 4 Dead um, until yeah. the actual modern Left 4 Dead comes out. And like, um, and on that note, yeah, Fantasy Left 4 Dead's great. But there's also I didn't even notice this. I got announced a little while ago, and I think it's supposed to come out this year. Is they've announced Dark Tide, which is Warhammer 40k Vermintide. Oh, so interesting. It's you're going to be some form of, I think, probably Imperial Guardsman. You're probably not a Space Marine, but maybe there's a Space Marine character. I don't. I didn't look that closely at it, um, but it's just going to be the same game, but in the 41st millennium, and you're going to fight aliens and chaos aliens and things probably, so very excited for that. Warhammer's such a weird universe. <laughs> like, not bad, just weird. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, yeah, it's, how, it's, it's this whole little thing. So, How's, uh, how's Cyberpunk? Um, there's a punking? yeah i'm almost done with all the side quests i think so i can finish the main storyline there's another 16 gigabyte patch and mm-hmm. the game runs pretty smooth now um the the good news is, is that 16 gigabyte patch that uh like made the game run better also introduces a save breaking bug that yep. makes it so you can't beat the game so cool we'll, we'll see how that goes <laughs> um but the game runs a, a like i don't even i don't have any complaints at this point when i nice. play it um, I'm sure there is still bugs, but games have bugs. Um, I don't notice anything when I'm playing the game at this point. Very nice. Um, so if you were someone who waited, um, just because of the performance of the game, like, I don't think there's much of a problem. I don't know what you would experience on, say, an OG Xbox One, but I don't know if how much the performance is different from my Xbox One X, um, so I can't speak on that. But sure, no, that makes it sense seems to run fine at this point. Um, if there is a game breaking bug, maybe I would wait a little bit. Um, <laughs> I've definitely made a lot of save files along the way just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, so, would you say that the friends you made were the save files you made along the way? Yeah, Something I would like say that. Some would yeah. say. <laughs> Nice. Uh, you want to go next, Cole, or you want me to? You can go. So uh, I'm going to talk about CrossCode just for a minute. Yeah. Um, we've been talking about it for a while. Uh, but I'm How's it t- going, Cliff? <laughs> I'm going to tell you, like, every once in a while I'll say, like, I'm just not a very good gamer. And, like, I play a lot of games, and so maybe people don't believe that. Um, <clears throat> I am about mm, 40-something hours into, into CrossCode, and probably in about... 35 hours, 34 hours, um, you do this battle against this guy, and he's been kind of, like, bugging you the entire way. Uh, 
and he's he's uh, like this character you run into at the very first of the game, and he constantly wants to duel you. Um, so keep in mind that Crosscode is set inside a MMO. So he he's a like a, a you know supposed to be another character playing this MMO with you. Constantly wants to duel for kind of no reason except he's just kind of weird. He he initially thinks you're cheating, and so he wants to prove how bad you are and, and whatever. So I've already dueled this dude twice and just like just beat the crap out of him. And then the third time. I'm fighting him, and uh, and I'm I'm not doing great. Like I, I lost, which doesn't matter. Like it doesn't really impact the story. I don't think it probably there's probably an achievement that I didn't get, but whatever. Um, and so he beats me, and the entire time I'm fighting him, I'm like, how does he do all these like cool special moves? Like I'm like, that's really weird. Like I don't, I, you know, I I think maybe I do them every once in a while, but but he does some really cool stuff. Like his have gotten neat. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, he beats me. And so I kind of go on. And, like, maybe two hours later, you get to um, the third and fourth temple that you have to beat in the game. And I go to walk into the third temple. And, the, the like, when you get there, the two people that are, like, in your, you know, like, quote, unquote, MMO party are like, are you sure you want to go in here? Like, I don't know if your stats are quite up to, to spec yet. You should really go maybe think about buying some new equipment or, like, upgrading your circuits. And I'm like... Okay, cool. And, and I think they said, like, you should be about level 180 in order to go uh, into this temple. And I'm like, okay. And I look at my stats, and I'm like, 120. So I go to the nearest town, and I buy a bunch of new gear. And that gets me up to, like, 140. And I go back to go in there, like, mm, you're really still not here. Maybe you should look at your gear or look into upgrading your circuits. And I'm like, what the, what are circuits? What are they talking about? And, uh, like, I kind of look around a little bit, and I, I go into my pause menu, and I notice that there's a, a circuits tab. I'm like, huh, what's this? And I click into it, and apparently what circuits are is your entire progression tree for your character. So this game is like a actual, you know, like MMO where your characters have, like, stats and abilities that you can put points into. And I had been earning stats and points and abilities through the entire game and had never spent any of them, which meant that I had like 120 points to put into three different um, things. And, and apparently that's how you get the cool attacks that I didn't know about because now I've got all sorts of cool attacks and like my guy can like heal himself. It's a her. So she can heal herself. Um you know, like, it bumped the amount of, like, HP I have up by, like, I don't know, five or six or 700 points, depending on what I'm doing, which kind of makes me wonder if some of the places where I got stuck and had a hard time were just because I didn't have things like, you know, essentially what I'm doing is, is you know, every once in a while you see one of those people who are like, yeah, I, I, I'm going to get to level 100 on Kingdom Hearts and I'm never going to leave the first island. Like, that's what I did but I left the first island and just never bothered getting a new sword. Um, so, so when I say I'm not good at games, that's what I mean. Colby's like, there was a tutorial. Did you like miss that? And I go, I guess, apparently. Um, moral of the story is the game is significantly easier now that I have like magic, essentially. Um, I can, I can really do a lot of damage and break things. And anyway, crosscode's fine. It's, uh, I'm getting real close to the end. I'm, I'm, I think I just... No, I'm, I'm like at the end of chapter 8. And so I've got two chapters left. So I'll probably have it beaten probably by next week, I would guess. I think I'll probably wrap it up this weekend. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. I've got... I mean, it depends on how much time I have between now and, and next week. But I think I've probably got like another eight hours left, maybe. So 
we'll see. It's a good game. I'm still enjoying it. I played a little more Super Lucky's Tale too. Again, if you ever need a game to like just grab some, like Super Lucky's Tale, if you have Game Pass, is a game you should download. And if you ever need achievements for like Microsoft rewards or like you know any of those like, hey, if you get a bunch of achievements right now, we'll give you points for it or you know whatever. Super Lucky's Tale is the the best game to just go in and nab like three achievements in an hour and be done with it. It's, it's a fun game though. Like I, I've I've enjoyed it. So whatever. Cole, talk about the thirty five games you've played this week. Um, luckily most of these will be short, um, because let's see, I beat judge and by beat judge this week, I, uh, like literally after the last podcast, I'm like, I'm gonna play judge and I beat a a level and then I'm like, I've got to do something else. And so I left and, uh, the next day fired it up and I'm like, okay, on to the next level. And it's like, here's the credits. And I'm like, oh. (laughs) <laughs> Apparently, I was real close to beating that game. So, so you literally quit in between like the final boss and the credits. Well, it wasn't there's not a final boss? It's just the last level. Um, oh. and so because there's really no bosses in the game. Sure. Um, yeah, it was like literally, you know, if there was 35 levels, I st- like stopped after I beat the 35th and was like, <laughs> I'll pick it up tomorrow. <laughs> so that was <laughs> that was strange, but. Uh, it's a really good game. I really, really liked it. Remind me, um, of the, is that a Metroidvania? No, it's a uh, uh, like twin stick twin shooter-ish shooter ish yeah, kind yeah, of game. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, really good. I highly suggest it. Um, then on Saturday, I was like, <sighs> I'm just gonna beat Squadrons, and I remained with the like, <sighs> this isn't a very good game. Yeah. I don't like it. I, I, like, I don't know, the last, because I, I was, uh, there's 14 missions, and I was on, like, the ninth or something when I started playing it on Saturday, and it was just, uh, like, the the entire time, I'm like, I'd rather be playing something else, I just want to finish this, though. <laughs> I was in a party with him, and the entire time, he's like, I wish I was playing something else, but I really should beat this game. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't know, like, I just, I didn't like it, that pretty much at all. Yeah. I mean, like, the story was okay. Um, past that, like, I don't know. I just didn't have fun. Didn't I like think it. there was a game in there that I might... Like, again, I'm, I'm not too far into it. I, I probably will beat it eventually. Um, if only because, I, I don't know, it's like the one game I've bought in the last year. <laughs> like, I feel like I should. Um, but... I think there's a game in there that maybe I would have liked, but I'm not sure what it is exactly. Yeah, I think I if the game had been third person and yeah, maybe third. a little more arcadey, I think that would have helped. Um, and I know that that's not what they're going for, but no, I think that's no. the game I wanted. Yeah, I think if it had been third person, I would have been all in on that game. Yeah. I don't know. It just felt like it was trying to be like a not arcadey game, but yeah. also kind of came off as an arcadey game yeah but like the physics weren't good enough to yeah. make it a real space flight sim but they were too good for me to feel like i could be i think the thing about that game is i never feel like just like a complete badass in it no. I, I never feel like i'm just like doing cool things i always feel like i'm like well there's some more there's some more tie fighters that i guess i need to shoot okay i shot them oh look hey there's some more tie fighters that i need. i don't know it doesn't feel like there's good dog fights it doesn't feel like there's good 
don't know. I, to me, like that's been a weird switch for me over the last probably ten years. Is that ten years ago I wanted everything to be first person and I wanted to play cool first person things, and now I want almost everything to be third person and I want to play cool third person things. So yeah, I yeah I, I don't know. It just it didn't it definitely did not do it for me. That's um, a bummer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I luckily only paid like twenty bucks for it, so yeah, you know, same. I got it. I didn't sale. even pay real money for it. Yeah, and uh, so after I beat that, I was just kind of looking for a game to play, and uh, I started playing Haven, and it's interesting. It I don't even know how to describe it. So it's um, like a visual novel with like this weird like flying around collecting things mechanic. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's I, it's. It's an indie game. Like, it is the indiest indie game you'll ever play. Um, like, I Haven's a game that I played, like, maybe an hour of it and thought, wow, this game's really cool and I would like to play more of it. But, like, I don't know if I would recommend it to anyone. Like, you'd have to know a very specific person to recommend that game to someone. So, what yeah. do you think of it so far? Uh, I've literally only played probably an hour and a half of it, maybe two yes. hours. So like you've oh. gotten to the part where like their spaceship falls off the mountain. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I am yeah. yeah. um, I got to the part where there's now a map, which makes the game a lot better because yeah, yeah, yeah. the first like hour and a half, I'm like, why is there not a map in this where game? Where am like, I? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And now that I have a map, I, it's a little bit better. I've upgraded the like gravity boots and sure. so those are a little bit better now too and so like it's fun but the reason i stopped playing it is because last week i was like you know summer and mara's kind of meh I, I don't know and uh then on sunday i started playing summer and mara and um like it clicked um or i don't even know if it clicked i think like the f i, I kind of wonder if it's like a slow to start game mm -hmm. um and then when it was not slow to start like once you got past that part it's real damn fun um i'm having a very good time with nice. it uh i have played it pretty much non i mean not non-stop but like anytime <laughs> i'm playing a game it has been summer and mara um I'm probably real close to 100%ing the game. Wow. Um, and that's like a builder, like a, a life sim game, right? Yeah, it's like my crack. Yeah, um, yeah. My time at Porsche or Portia. Yeah, Stardew. Uh, Stardew kind of thing. Probably less, like, well, probably more farming than uh, my time at uh, Porsche. Less than Stardew. Somewhere in between. More exploring. Sure. I don't know. It's good. How, I really far, how how many hours is it total, do you think? I don't know how many <laughs> hours I put into it. Probably way more than than I should have, because I think it's like a 12-hour game, and yeah. I've put 12 hours into it like the last probably four days. I it's a Game Pass? No, it's not a Game no, Pass game. Nope, it is a t buy for $24 kind of yeah. game. Haven is a Game Pass game, though, if you're interested yeah. in trying that out. It's fun. So let's see. How long to beat Summer in... Oops. That's that's two words. Summer in Mara. Um, so it's looking like 21 hours, actually. I thought it was like a 12-hour game. Sure. So maybe not um, as bad as you thought. Yeah, I would say that I've probably, by now, put at least 21 hours in. Um, but yeah, it's real good. Nice. Yeah, and I... Yeah. Uh, 
I need to add that to my wish list because it sounds like those games. I I think I like them less than you do, but I also my biggest problem with them is I always think they're too long. So like a twenty hour game like that is is intriguing to me. I would play Yonder first. Yonder first, okay. Um, like Yonder, I think is probably more what you're looking for. Sure. Um, it's way less. There's like almost no. I mean, like it's more of just kind of a explorey kind of game. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Is was that a Game Pass game? No. That one that one I got fairly cheap too. I think I got it for like eight bucks. Nice. Cool. All right. Uh let's talk about Patreon for just a second. You can uh, support this podcast by going to patreon.com slash bite me podcast, slipping us a couple dollars and not under the table, like we pay taxes on it, that kind of thing. This isn't like some sort of illicit deal. Uh but it helps us pay for the software and such that we use to create this podcast. Uh, and you can, uh, you know, there's all sorts of levels. You can give us one, three, five, or ten dollars a month. The ten dollar a month folks, we uh, we read out their names, and that's what I'm going to do now. Uh, these are our producers: uh, John Tippins, Sean Palmer, Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte, and Joe Cole Jr. Thank you very much for your support. We uh, really appreciate it, and again, it helps uh, just kind of offset some of the the costs we have on a uh, kind of week to week basis. Um, Unrelated, but uh, also something that this podcast likes to do is we are supporters of the Extra Life charity that uh, helps support Children's Miracle Network hospitals across the United States, gets kids access to games, makes their lives a little bit better when they are in hospitals. Uh, we are currently recruiting for our team. You can go to bitemepodcast.com slash extra life and uh, join us there. And you can also support us uh, by donating at the same URL. All right. Um, Talked about it. There's not much of this this week, but there's a little bit. Dylan, can you lead us in, sir? News. That was beautiful. Thank you. Um, the first thing we're going to talk about is, I don't know. I, I can't decide. Is this is this video game news or is this just like tangentially about video games because it's GameStop? Yeah, it's much. fine. I still want to talk about it because it's just. I'm going to try really hard not to just like curse throughout this entire thing because it's just so stupid. Um, so I guess what this starts with is GameStop's game GameStop's GameStop's stock has been kind of like swirling around the bottom of a toilet for like I mean well over a year now, right? Um, yeah. For a company that is very large, it's been trading at like three or four dollars a share, which is pretty low. Um, like you know, you would expect it to be worth more um, to the point of where last year they talked to two different hedge funds about purchasing the company and like hedge funds love to buy companies like like uh gamestop because they take them they saddle with them a huge amount of debt they rip out the pieces that are worth something and then they just let the rust like sink into bankruptcy along with all the debt they saddle it with they didn't even want to do that with gamestop like that's how bad off gamestop is um it's not a great sign so uh, a bunch of people on reddit starting as early as last year um, had started saying, I think I think GameStop's undervalued, and that was kind of this this theme that's been going on for about a year now. And what kind of kicked it off is there's this concept in stock trading called shorting a stock, and like it's so stupid that it should be illegal, but whatever. Like stocks are also dumb, so maybe they all should be, but whatever. Um, and essentially, the way it works is you <clears throat> look at a stock that you think is overvalued, and so let's say you look at GameStop. GameStop stocks and say it's worth $5. I think it's only probably worth two and I think it's going to go down in the next say two weeks. So you essentially borrow money 
to purchase those stocks um, or, or borrow the stocks themselves, essentially, and bet on the fact that they're going to be worth less today or less two weeks from now than they are today. And if they are, you essentially get to keep the difference between uh, what you bought it at and what they were sold at. So, you know, they're worth $4 today. You buy, you know, however many of them, you buy one. And then two weeks from now, when they drop to two, you get to keep $2. And it's it's a legit part of stock trading, whatever. But the way you make money doing that is you don't buy one of those stocks. You buy a million dollars of those stocks or a million shares or two million shares and then short them. And the, the only problem that happens is if they're not, if the price doesn't drop, you have to make up that difference and you have to actually purchase that stock. You actually haven't bought anything when you short a stock. And so if you buy it at, you know, $3, you're fine. But if it's at $5, you just lost a dollar times however many of that stock you purchased. And so what happened is there's a, there's a, a Reddit uh, group called, I don't remember, what is it? Do you remember what it's called? Called Wall Street something? Oh, Wall Street Bets? Wall Street Bets, yeah. Who, yeah. essentially what they did is they, a bunch of people got together and purchased all of the remaining game stock, GameStop stocks. And so when all of these traders tried to short them, um, they couldn't, the, the price had gone up. And the price went up because of both the, the, the purchasing, uh, you know, I mean, it's a supply and demand game. So it's when people buy a bunch of stock, the price goes up. But also um, the CEO of Chewy's, do you guys remember Chewy's, the, the company? Where, isn't has, he also, wasn't he the former like pet.com? Maybe it's pets.com, whatever. Some, some CEO kind of came in and was like, hey, I'm going to be on the board of GameStop. And I think we can, you know, turn around from being a brick and mortar store to an online powerhouse. Um, and so, like, the stocks rose a little bit on that, but it's all a lot of it's just artificial inflation. So, when all of these stock traders had to essentially purchase their shorts, there were no sh- there were no stocks to purchase. Um, and so, all of a sudden, GameStop went from being worth like four dollars to being worth forty dollars, and went from forty dollars to one hundred and fifty dollars. It opened this morning at somewhere between two hundred and fifty and three hundred dollars, which is I mean, GameStop has no value. Like, it is not actually worth money because GameStop's doing well. It's all because all of these people who shorted it are now having to buy it at $150 or $200 or $300. Um, The big company that made a bet against GameStop, essentially, (laughs) lost $3 billion off their valuation. Or not even off their valuation. They lost $3 billion. I think they're worth $13 billion, but they lost $3 Three billion dollars in cash to the, to the point of where they actually had to be bailed out by two other hedge funds because they didn't have the money to operate. So they were bailed out, and by that night, the bailout money was already gone. Yeah, they apparently they say they are they have paid all their debts, but like the people on this this Reddit thread are also like, nah, they're still shorting. So the crazy thing is, is now this is spread into other stocks. Um, AMC, which is another kind of, you know, failing movie company is they're doing it with, um, it's, they're doing Bed Bath and Beyond, you know, and, and really just what it shows is, you know, when, when you look at the U S economy and people are like, oh, the stocks are up and you're like, well, that's cool. Really? That just means that, you know, someone else is manipulating them. It's just not some dudes on Reddit. Um, but like, it's, it's because like 
they've had to stop GameStop trading like two or three times the last couple of days because there's no value in those stocks. They're just being artificially inflated. Um, AMC is the same way. Yeah, AMC they, is the they same way. That. Yeah, they it's couldn't trade it. It's absolutely crazy what's going on right now. And like I said, it's not exactly game related, but like it's all GameStop. But the, the downside is, is like at some point in time, all that stock's going to get sold and GameStop's going <laughs> to drop, I don't know, whatever, $300 back down to three. Um, I like to buy high and sell low. That's uh yeah. The only people that are, are actually, I mean, the only people that are coming out of this in any sort of way are just a bunch of weirdos on, you know, you know, Reddit GameStop's going to probably, like, this could drive GameStop out of business to be frank, like with their stock just plummeting like that. Uh, probably a bunch of GameStop like executives are making a bunch of money right now as they sell theirs. Like, I mean, if I was a GameStop executive right now and I could sell my stock, absolutely would. So. <laughs> Reggie Philomane is like, yes, <laughs> I'm out. So weird. Um, I guess kind of tangentially related to uh, like weird investments. Um, like if I say Tencent, you guys know who that is, right? I've heard of them. Yeah, and so like if you don't know who Tencent is, Tencent's a monstrous Chinese company that owns, um, like they own PUBG, they own a portion of a ton of companies. Like I think they're like a forty percent owner in Epic. Um, they're heavily invested in EA and Activision, but they're kind of weird in that they, I mean, they, they are worth billions of dollars and have like just tentacles in all parts of the video game industry. But I don't think maybe your average person knows who they are. It's not like you can't say Tencent and people go like, oh, like EA or Activision or Blizzard or, you know, any of those things. But Tencent is, is an interesting company. Um, and this week actually just bought two gaming companies. Um, one was... You've actually played this game, Dylan. Do you know how to pronounce it? Is it Klee or is it Clyde? The folks that make um, Don't Starve and Oxygen Not Included. Do you know? I'm not sure. Yeah. I so, say Clay. Yeah. So we'll say Clay because that seems right. But K-L-E-I. Um, they bought a majority stake in that, um, which they say they're going to you know, still retain full autonomy and operations and so on and so forth, but that's kind of an interesting one. And then at the same time, they also bought, uh, invested $30 million into Don't Nod, the folks who make um, Life is Strange, and uh, what's their new game? Um, I can't remember what it's called. It's, it's, it was really good, too. Um, they're kind of uh, telltale-y. Uh, story-driven games. So that those are both interesting. Like, you know, they've, they've invested a bunch of money into those two studios, and, and presumably, um, I know it, with at least the Don't Nod, they're actually going to completely build a new game based on that, you know, 30, $35 million um, investment, um, create an entire new series. But the, the interesting kind of rumor right now is that Tencent is actually trying to hostily take over Take-Two Interactive, um, the which are, I mean, like, they do a lot of stuff, but probably most notably are the publishers for the Grand Theft Auto series. Um, I, do you know, does Take-Two actually own Rockstar, or are they just the publisher for I, I don't actually know. I think they're the publisher, but I may be wrong. Yeah, but I mean, like, 
they are a monstrous company. And this is not a like, hey, we want to invest money in you. This is, we are buying stock to hostily take you over. So it's just kind of a rumor at this point, but like Tencent's making a lot of really interesting moves into the gaming industry right now. They actually own, uh, I forget, they own Riot outright too. Um, which I mean, I don't know if I'd want to buy Riot, but whatever, you know. Um, but I kind of wonder if these... Specifically, these two moves—the buying of of these two—was related to like our switch in, um, uh, like the, the I guess the the switch from uh, Trump to Biden because President Trump was very anti Tencent. Like there was a talk for a while about investigating them, and not you know, not letting them actually do business in the United States um, because they are based in China. It was when they started talking about like having to uh, when TikTok was going to have to like not do business in the United States because, you know, they're Chinese-owned. There was a lot of uh, talk around, you know, how does that impact Epic and how does that impact Riot and, and what can they do? And I kind of wonder if this was announced now as opposed to, I mean, for both to close this week, um, right as Biden takes office, is is interesting. Neither of them, I don't think, are American companies, Um but nonetheless, it's it's kind of an interesting. The timing's interesting to me, but I, I don't know. Like hostile takeovers of Take Two is that's a that's a huge deal. Like they're valued at billions of dollars. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'm gonna hostily take over a company sometime. It's such a like. It's such a it's, weird. It's, it's kind of like I I one day want to be treated as hostile uh, by like a defense to treat this or person as hostile. Yeah, 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 yeah. like I want to be that person that they're like, well, we've got to treat them as hostile. I'm like, eh, all right, that's what you got to do. I uh, I don't know. I think it's such a weird thing that like how weird is it that you could like build a company and then another company just like swoop in and they're like, sorry guys, <laughs> hey Cliff. <laughs> Remember when that happened to you? I do kind of remember when that happened to me. It wasn't. It was a different, different. Not exactly that situation, but it was not significantly different. I mean, I, I think that actually, even more appropriately, like that actually happened to uh, Colby and Mike's dad. Um, he didn't own the company, but like he worked for a company that was owned by three guys, and two of them hostily took over the the company and just like fired a bunch of people. So I don't know. It's not great, but whatever. Um, speaking of things that. I don't know. I don't want to say this is not great. Like, I think the ending of this is better than it could be. But, like, Dylan, you, you played uh, the new Tony Hawk uh, 1 and oh, 2 sure reboot like, quite a bit. Yeah, so that, that game is made by a company called Vicarious Visions. Um, and I think the, the kind of... I think the the word on the street maybe is that that was really good. That like it was well done. Uh, they did a good job. Oh, it's the best remastered <laughs> game yeah. that's ever been remastered. And apparently they are, like, Vicarious Visions was already owned by EA. Uh, or, I'm sorry, Activision Blizzard. I apologize. And uh, after the success of that game, instead of saying something like, hey, guys, you did great. Maybe we should give you your own franchise. Or maybe you guys should make something cool. Um, instead, they're like, hey, we're just going to absorb you into Blizzard, and now you're going to make the Diablo reboot. <laughs> um which is better than what, like, when it first was announced that they were just being absorbed into Blizzard, everyone's like, oh, man, they're just going to spend the rest of their time making, like, skins for, for like, Overwatch. Um, but they're actually getting pushed onto the Diablo 2 reboot, which is interesting because um, there was already a team working on the Diablo reboot. <laughs> Uh, they they have the super imaginative name of Blizzard Team One, which 
man, if I got to work for a company, I'd like to be Blizzard Team 1. Or maybe Blizzard Team 2. That would be okay, too. Um, but they're the folks that made uh, the Warcraft 3 Reforged reboot, which everyone... Blizzard Team 1? Hated. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone hated that reboot. Like, it's got... I mean... It was bad. Like, I think that debuted with a Metacritic of, like, 30. <laughs> so, um... Which is weird, because it's just a game that was well-received once before. So, I don't know what you could have done to it to make it so I, yeah, I don't, I don't either, but, man, people hated it. <laughs> so, um, maybe it's maybe it's good that uh, Vicarious Vision's coming in to work yeah. on uh, the reboot of Diablo 2. I don't know. I'm... I love Diablo 3, and I have incredibly fond memories of Diablo 2. Like, Colby and I played... I mean, I would say we beat Diablo 2 five or six times together, and I know you did it a couple more times separately. Um, that game was good, but it does not... Like, everyone's like, why does it even need a reboot? I'm like, have you turned it on recently? Have um, you seen it? Yeah, it, it only... Like, the max resolution on that game is 800 by 600. It does not look good. I mean, you have to have the expansion pack to get it to run at 800 by 600. It's not, it's not attractive. Uh, but I, I'm interested in playing that world again so yeah. i don't know we'll see I mean, if there's a team that can make that a pretty new a remastered game that's who's gonna right? do it, which is cool but yeah i don't i mean i don't know if like it's hard to say without like talking like hey do you does your team want like is that what they want do they like doing that do they yeah, like yeah. polishing up these old games like because maybe that's what they like to do and they're good at it so yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean that might be cool but at maybe the same they I like also, to be employed yeah. yeah, I also Apparently, find it find it kind of strange that it's like, well, Diablo Four is coming too. So all of a sudden, Diablo Four is going to come out and just be like, "Oh, this game stinks!" But man, the Diablo Two remaster is really cool. And uh, the Diablo, I, I don't remember what it's called, but the mobile Diablo game yeah. is in like closed beta right now, and it's getting like rave reviews um, for a game oh, really? that people originally like really kind of. Oh, this is on. stupid because it's yeah. not Diablo Four. Yeah, people are saying it's really good. So, I don't know. I, well, only time will tell, I suppose. I'm apparently have so much Diablo. Soon, yeah, so. You can never have too much, man. Apparently, Blizzard Team 1 um, <laughs> was... People in, on that team were given the opportunity to interview at other places in Blizzard, and those that weren't hired were just let go. So... <laughs> oh, Dang. well. Bummer. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad. It's too bad. All right, let us talk now about... Uh, do you guys want to do questions or games releasing in February 1st? I can go either way. Should we break it up and go do some questions? No, let's just You're, hit the games. That's kind of news. Okay, so question. Has anyone talked to Vinny yet? Could someone I, talk to I, Vinny? Yes. I sent him a thing. I don't know. He he did respond. Did he? Oh, good. Good, 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 good. That is so weird. It's not showing that up. That is what I matters the... I saw a notification. Yep, there we go. All right, we got Vinny. So let's do uh, let's do games talk in February, and then we'll ask your questions. Uh, so <clears throat> unfortunately, I did not have time to get prices for these. So I guess we're just gonna have to guess. Um, They're all a thousand like the price dollars. <laughs> all right. Uh, first up, February second, coming to PS Five, Xbox Series X and S is uh, the Control Ultimate Edition. So that is uh, Control plus the DLC plus the next gen upresing stuff. Um, that game is very very good. It was probably one of my favorite games I played in twenty nineteen. Maybe I don't know. I'm it was having... my favorite game that you told me to play that I never played. 
it's my favorite game that I went to the post office, mailed a copy of it physically to Colby, and he still has not played it. It is um, on my shelf. It's on Game Pass, so you can play it there now. Uh, that's coming out February 2nd. It was very good. I suggest you play it. Uh, Destruction All-Stars, which is a PS5 exclusive, is coming out February 2nd. I think that... Is Destruction All-Stars the game that feels a ton like... Um, uh, shoot, that pl- PlayStation 2, like, Destruction Derby game? Oh, that one. Uh, doesn't matter. Um, it's, it's a... a PlayStation exclusive. So if that's your thing, it's probably $60. I don't know. Uh, the Neo Collection, which is a remaster of the Neo games, is coming out on the PS5 on February 5th. Um, I don't know anything about the Neo games. I've never played any of those. Do you guys have any? Nope. Cool. Uh, Little Nightmares 2 is coming out on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on February 11th. I I liked Little Nightmares 1. Did you play Little Nightmares, Dylan? I did not play that. Uh, the only thing I really know, like, the thing I know most about it is that was the game that Adam bought the, like, super spiffy collector's edition for that was always sitting in his window. It was it was a good game that I thought was really hampered by the fact that it was difficult, so you died a lot, and the loading times to, like, get back to your character were really long. But overall, it was fun. It was just kind of... It was, I don't want to say it was a horror game, because, I mean, it was, but it was more just, like, weird... Um, like way more weird than it was scary, I think. Uh, Super Mario World 3D World uh, plus Bowser's Fury is coming to Switch on February 12th. That's a redo kind of, of a Wii U game, right? Wii U, yeah. Yeah, it could be all right. Uh, King of Seas is a pirate game that looks pretty cool. It's coming to the PlayStation 4, the Xbox One, Switch, and PC February 18th. Uh, Persona 5 Strikers, I have no idea what that is, but it is probably a Persona game if I had to guess. Uh, it's coming to the PS4, PC, and Switch February 23rd. Uh, Ghost and Goblins Resurrection is coming to the Switch. That's a remake, reboot, re-something of the, like, Super Nintendo game. Uh, it's coming to the Switch on February 25th. And then Bravely Default 2 is coming to the Switch on February 26th. Did any of you guys ever play the first Bravely Default game? Nope. I played it a little bit. I think I might have just played the demo a couple times, which actually was kind of cool, but... <laughs> just not quite my cup of tea i guess it looked interesting and i it like looked cool and it looked like it had a cool plot but uh it was one of those i think the biggest problem with switch games is i always go like oh that game looks cool and then i run across it like four years later i'm like oh that'd be i'd like to try that that should be cheap by now and it's still like 45 dollars um which is why I've never played Bravely Default. I heard it was... I think it's one of those weird like kind of RPGs, too, where you play it once and then you almost have to play the same plot again. Um, like, it was, like, artificially very long. So, I don't know. People seem to be excited about it. It's coming out on the 26th. So, check that out. Now, Dylan, do your thing. Hey, yo, Vinny. Now it's time for questions. So, he says... Now- he wants a 70s sitcom with three video game characters. So, I think first of all, we need to identify a 70s sitcom. I'm, I'm not sure. What what, what was... Which was, kind of sitcom do you want? I would just like a situation comedy. What what was... I can't even think of a sitcom from the 70s. Is Three's Company in the 70s? That was in the 70s, right? Yep. Or early 80s. 70s and early 80s, but yeah. Okay, so, so Three's Company is an option. Um... The entire this is, this is real tough sitcom for me. based on like gay panic. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's great. So let's it is see. still I'm pretty take... funny. That's like my wife's favorite show. We I bought her the like uh, series on DVD. 
I am in no way surprised at that. Um, this is Happy Days, but I think Happy Days was an 80s show, wasn't it? No, I think it started in the 70s. Oh. Okay. Um, okay, so here we go. Here's the IMDb's greatest sitcoms of the 70s. So All in the Family, mm-hmm. I've... I don't know if I've ever seen. Like, I conceptually know about it. It says that MASH is a sitcom. I don't know if I would consider MASH a sitcom. All in the family, but that would work great. Like, just have, I don't know, Trevor as the... Yeah, I can't remember his name. Yeah, that, uh, I think you you won this question. What is his name? Um, his name in the show is Archie Bunker. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to remember Carol the Connor. Carol Connor. Carol O'Connor. Like, yeah. yeah so, like, I guess if you don't know what All in the Family is, All in the Family is a sitcom um, where Archie Bunker is like the dad in a, a in a. Like a, he's he's a kind of a guy like trapped out of time to some degree. Like well, he's, I mean, he's he a, isn't though. He he's essentially it's that like I'm a, from a different period and you know like the seventies yeah. is happening and I'm a I'm a guy from the you know fifties and yeah I, I I fought in World War Two kind yeah. of you know now there's all these hippies yeah and but the interesting thing about it is is that Archie Bunker is like kind of racist and kind of terrible, but the the entire plot of the show is not to like be <laughs> how funny he is that he's terrible. The entire plot is to show how crappy he is because he's all those things. Like 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 all in the family is a is a like is social commentary yeah. like wrapped in a sitcom. But um, that but also I think you're right. So he kind of grows. Yeah, um, yeah, kind of thing where it's like he realizes also like, oh, I'm wrong about you know like yeah these blacks well, are Carol, okay kind of thing. Yeah, Carol O'Connor as a person too was like t- very progressive yeah. um, for his time anyway. So um, okay, so I think you're right here. So Archie Bunker is is Trevor. <laughs> who who That's else is really... going to be? Who's Meathead or what was, yeah? Who's Meathead? Was... Meathead is is oh, Rob Reiner was Meathead. Yeah, Rob Reiner. Yeah. So, so Meathead is uh, Archie Bunker's daughter's boyfriend, I believe. I think is that so. right? I've never actually seen this show. I only like know about it conceptually. So, so who plays Meathead? Her, it's it's her husband. Okay, so he's kind of a he's kind of a hippie, kind of like, you know, I, I'm I'm trying to think of a, a good character yeah. for him. I don't know who. So who? Maybe we get St- Sally Struthers' characters first. Um, that's that's his daughter. Uh, maybe I we should have picked a sitcom we'd actually seen. I, I mostly just yeah. saw, you know, Trevor as a paternal. I writer. mean, I just like Grand Theft Auto as a sitcom. I think that's that fair. is a funny idea. So let's see. Like uh, because I think the thing about sitcoms is too like they generally kind of revolve around locations not necessarily that you saw the crazy stuff happening but you're seeing what's unfolding when he comes home kind of thing and they they talk about their day so i think that's funny because of the outrageous stuff that would be happening kind of okay so how about the brady bunch with video game characters (laughs) just the grand theft auto I just think that adding the the cast of Grand Theft Auto Five into any '70s sitcom is gonna just be interesting at the very least. So but I, I want to do the like Brady. A... I want I want Trevor to play Alice in that oddly. <laughs> okay, so so Trevor is Alice. That's fine. Um, I think that um, we're gonna we're gonna like. I think the thing about the. Uh, 
the Brady Bunches, there was this weird like sexual tension between a lot of the siblings Kids. because they weren't actually siblings. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. So, so I'm gonna say it's Mario, a bunch of Luigi, similar age teenagers. <laughs> yeah, Mario, Luigi, and Toad. <laughs> Are three of the kids, and then Peach and I don't know Luigi's Peach. I don't Daisy remember who his name is. Toadette. Toadette are are the uh, the kids. Um, Trevor is uh, Alice. That's fine. Um, who plays their parents? Donkey Kong is Robert. No, but he doesn't. Uh, I mean, really talk. I mean, I guess he that does is tr- now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's fine. Is there a girl Donkey Kong? Yeah. Um, yeah, Daisy Kong. Daisy Kong. Okay, so Donkey Kong is it's always Mike Daisy. Brady. Daisy, whatever. Carol is Daisy Kong, and then for some reason Trevor is <laughs> Alice. Who plays? Who plays um, Sam the Butcher? <laughs> Can Trevor? Tre- no. So Trevor <laughs> in the butcher. No, no, yeah. So he Trevor in the in dress is Alice. <laughs> Trevor not in the dress is Sam. <laughs> And then, um, what's his name? Uh, meat, meat. What's what's dog meat? Is that the dog from Fallout? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is their dog? Yeah, it's perfect. I kind of want to do mash too, but I, I don't know if, if we can do mash. That's a good question. Dude. I just that's a very good question. How about we just do Trevor? Do you remember? Um, oh, uh, being John Malkovich when John Malkovich goes into John Malkovich's head, and everything yeah. is just John Malkovich. Can we just get something with that, but with Trevor? I would also. Trevor do, you the, do you remember the movie Remote Control uh-huh. with? Um, oh shoot! What's his name? No, he, he doesn't act anymore. Um, it's it's the guy from Gremlins, I think. Um, or not Gremlins? I'm sorry, Ghostbusters. Uh, Rick Moranis is it? Is yeah. Rick Moranis from Remote Control? It, remote Control. I want to say. I think that's what it's called. 1988 film. Yeah. Oh, it's it's not Rick Moranis. Kevin Dillon? <laughs> nope, this is not this is not the right one. Maybe maybe it's not called Remote Control. Scratch that. <laughs> there's Short Circuit, there's Batteries Not Included. Any so of it those? was a, it was a movie where he got a remote control that would like he'd change the channel and he would be in famous movies. Oh yeah, that's say. uh that's uh stay tuned and that's with uh John Ritter. Stay tuned. Yeah, so I was close. No, I you mean weren't. not really. Not even not even kind of. <laughs> John well, Ritter doesn't, John Ritter act, doesn't anything. act anymore either. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what I'm thinking. You were in the right direction. I will I got, say having there. having seen Stay Tuned in the last year it actually holds hold up, up pretty well. Oh, does it? Yeah. yeah. I. It was one of those movies that I really enjoyed as a kid, and I think yeah. like was kind of under like under the radar. I, I will say, um, like I, I saw it probably about a year ago, and it, it holds. I mean, like there are there are some things where I'm like, this is kind of stupid, but it's like a PG 80s movie. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's not like a lot of things where you're like, oh, you know, you're not watching <laughs> like. Um, like Bill and Ted, and you're like, did they just say the F slur? That's uh strange. <laughs> like, yeah, a lot of '80s and '90s movies. Uh-huh, uh, like they're just using that liberally, huh? Cool. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, you know, like it doesn't have any of those things where I'm like, oh right, different time. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned. Like I said, I so it is John Ritter. Apparently, he gets he gets a remote control that takes him into different movies, as I recall. So from Satan. what we're doing. Yeah, from Satan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, um, and so what we're going to do... We won't talk do, about who's played by that. That doesn't age well. 
<laughs> who is it? Jeffrey Jones. Oh, well, he had a, a slight problem with a little bit of child pornography. It's okay. It happens. I mean, I was going to say to the best of us, but not really. Mostly the worst of us. Anyway, so what we're going to do is we're going to give Trevor the remote control, and he's just going to push himself <laughs> into a bunch of 70s sitcoms, and I would watch the crap out of that show. I, like, yeah. absolutely would watch that. That also um, had Pam Dauber. Yeah, it did. I I saw John Ritter at Disneyland the day before he died. Oh, it was wow. very strange. You're like that they were doing- cat that, like, would sit on you know, people's beds and they would die the next day. It was, uh, so like when ABC family was a big thing, they do like a week of like ABC family premieres at Disneyland. Um, and so like I saw all sorts of, we just happened to be there. So like we were walking down into like California adventure and, um, Oh, Julie Roberts brother. Um, Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts, like skipped past me with a cast member, which was super weird. We got to see, um, uh, the entire cast of uh, Eight Simple Rules, I want to say, um, doing their shtick, and he was on Eight Simple Rules, and like literally, he died the next day. It was very strange. Um, we got to see. Uh, shoot, I'm really having a really bad time with with names today. Uh, the dude from the Blues Brothers, brother Jim Belushi. Yep, Jim, Jim, Belushi. Jim Belushi. He's the he's the alive one. Like his mm-hmm. band played, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which was super weird. But yeah, it was it was a good time at Disneyland. Anyway, next question. Uh, we are going to go to Fear Thirteen, who says, "In your uh, if you're in a restaurant and you're drinking your drink, and the waitress brings you a refill but doesn't take your original drink, do you finish your drink or do you move straight on to the new drink, leaving your old drink, like you know, uh, aside and assuming it has some drink left in it?" Well, yeah, you're a maniac if you do that. Yeah, I was going to say, who does that? So, I like, always pound my drink when the server is on their way, so it's empty. Oh, so you like like watch there. out for them to make sure that they take that oh, empty yeah. with them. And, and if they're coming to kind of check on you, drink, I always make sure it's obviously finished, so yep. they just bring me a new one. You know, oh, there's you know nothing my favorite I hate. thing is that like where you're drinking like the last like I don't know inch of drink very noticeably, <laughs> so that in hopes that your server is like looking at you, so you can get a refill. I tell you, there is nothing I want more than to go to a restaurant and have someone bring me drink refills. <laughs> like, I miss going to restaurants they, you, so the things bad. you took for granted. You could, Cliff. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, no, I, well, I mean, first of all, I can't, well, I guess I could go to one of the, like, outdoor eating sheds that are legal here. Yeah. Um, restaurants are closed, could, but you can. Couldn't you go to, like, Eastern Washington? Do they not have rules? I think. I think <laughs> well, they're still I'm, under the same. Guidelines, it's, still out. But it's probably yeah. It's I don't think it's like county necessarily. Yeah, I think I think it is. Well, I I don't know. Like, who can keep track anymore? But yeah, yeah. no, I think restaurants are closed statewide, um, except for I mean, the couple of restaurants a, that are uh, a good old. Uh, no, it's escaping me. Yeah, I I don't know. There's a bunch of them here that have like we were driving past. Um, what's that steak place that you've eaten at? Cole, that has like the the thing you always told me about is they have cake like the size of a shoebox. Oh yeah, uh, claim jumper. Claim jumper. There's a claim, claim jumper, jumper down the road from here, and like we drove past it, and it looked like you know how when you every once in a while you'll see like an outdoor wedding that has one of those huge <laughs> yeah. like tents that has like sides and windows and is mm-hmm. in every. For every intent and purpose is a building, but like this one's outside, so I guess you can eat in there. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to die to eat like I, an okay steak, 
um, and like a giant cake because they consider box. that outside. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I all I'm hearing is that your state is apparently living in fear and is not open and full of freedom like ours, and a lot of people dying. <laughs> a lot of people dying. <laughs> How are your emergency rooms looking, Cole? Full? Um, yeah, they're not 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 great. Um, <laughs> there was a there yeah. was a while where we were number four for like a per capita. Because I mean, we're a pretty small place for you know like people having it and deaths and it was great the, like what you're saying in, Cole is one in there's a price for people freedom have had it in Utah it's, it's yeah. great yeah on the on the plus side like your state's actually doing really well for vaccinations though I was actually no, quite surprised no, no no we're not I, th- I heard 200,000 people in Utah have been vaccinated that's like and then we lost like 20,000 of them um <laughs> it happens <laughs> and like there's here's the thing like I would say if they were doing good I would know if I could get one or someone would have contacted me. But you know what? That hasn't happened. Like there's it could be no- worse in Washington. They just released that a bunch of people that had donated more than $10,000 to hospitals. They called up and were like, hey, just meet us by the back door. We'll get you a vaccine. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, oh cool. I, I, crony capitalism in Utah. I guarantee that's happened. It just doesn't make the news because we're too busy. You just like, it. Well, we're too busy doing important things like, I don't know, passing bipartisan things on Shaq being a jerk. <laughs> you laugh, my, but. Yeah, yeah. I think my, uh, my buddy's. Uh, sister and mother are nurses or in the health field and sure where they're at they had a whole bunch of vaccines and no one to give them yeah. to god yeah um, it's almost like maybe a so plan they, would have so helped. they were like hey do you want to come get it because because uh where are you gonna throw them away they expired like, did, so did you get yeah, one so no it wasn't no not me like oh, that they were talking to, like their family and stuff yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. and because the, yeah they're not close to where i'm at but um, yeah so whatever Anyway, moral of the story is I don't really care what I do with that drink. I just want someone to bring it to me. And I tip well. Like, I don't feel bad about, like, like I don't, you know, I just so, I just want those drinks. So far, Utah has had, it's more than one in ten have has, has had it. Cool. Because they're at 341K and there's only three million people in this state. You're going to so. die, Colby. So it's it's, probably, be so it's sad. like one in nine have had it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I got food from the Olive Garden the other day. I'm sorry. And... No, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, I don't know. People say that. I like Olive Garden. It's fine. Um, but, like, one of the things I, like I always food. hate about... Yeah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> um, like, when I go to the Olive Garden, I'm like, I don't want to buy a Coke here because they're three bucks. It's fucking ridiculous. I'm sorry about that F word. Um, <laughs> that's how I feel about drinks there, though. Um, that's how strongly I feel about it. And I'm like, th- they got to be cheaper now that I don't get refills, right? If I, like, take it out, nah, they're still $3. Yeah. I'm like, that's just dumb. <laughs> like, I-, I can stop at McDonald's so, on the way home. I did stop so at McDonald's on the way home. <laughs> they're only as, a dollar there. They're huge. As you well know, we frequented the Red Robin often because it was right across the street. I still uh, frequent the Red Robin often. I have too lately because... It's still Red Robin is very valuable, but yep. I like that you you order the Red Robin and you can say, "Hey, I want extra fries." Yeah, and it doesn't I know, cost right? you anything because they're bottomless. So they actually they actually will just give you more fries. Yep, I do that um, every time. Which is and I, great. 
I feel like such an amazing glutton. Um, like you're actually probably close enough to it that it doesn't matter. Like mine's a little further away, but what I've taken to doing is I get all the like. So we get three burgers. They all come with fries and then extra fries. I just uh-huh. dump them out on a pan and then I put cheese on top of them put it in the oven for like five minutes yeah. at four fifty. Oh yeah, and then I got cheese fries. It's it's great. Yeah, we yeah, the red room far like too often. Three minutes away, so yeah. it's. It's actually become a favorite lately because I can yeah. call it in, show up five minutes before I know it's like before I'm supposed to be there. So they bring yep. it out that moment and we drive up to hell and eat it. So every 10th burger is free. They've had really good coupons lately. Yeah. And it was just my birthday. Yeah. And there was a coupon. So I got my yeah. birthday burger. It's great. I still haven't used that one yet. So I got they sell impossible burgers, burgers which deals. is amazing. Mm, yeah. Love it. Anyway, that's, that's enough about and that. And campfire mayo. Oh, I love campfire sauce, man. So, so, so to answer so your good. question about how we're doing, um, there, I'm just reading the headline. Utah uh, ran out of doses of COVID-19 vaccine last week, and it's about to run out again. So, Whoops. <laughs> well, I'm sure it'll be fine, Cole. It'll be absolutely fine. Uh, let's see. I don't know where we are. Oh, we're going to answer. We're going to ask a question. Answer a question. We're not going to ask it. Rich, our good friend, Rich, who uh, updates our website because he's awesome, uh, asked what major game or game series would people be shocked to learn you have never played? His example is Final Fantasy. He just never got into it, which I think is fair because Final Fantasy is not terribly accessible. That's probably my answer. Final Fantasy is a fascinating thing for me because, like, if you'd asked me 10 years ago, like, are you, like, a Final Fantasy fan? I would have been like, yeah, no, I really like Final Fantasy. And then one day I sat and thought about it. I'm like, no, I just played three a lot. <laughs> like, other than yeah. that, I haven't played one that I've enjoyed. I mean, I, I like two. Is- I played two a lot too, as well. But, like, if it wasn't on the Super Nintendo, I didn't play it. And those yeah. that I did, I'm like, yeah, no, I didn't really enjoy that. So I played three, obviously, and then I played, I've played seven twice and did not like it either time. <laughs> I played X once, did not enjoy it at all, and then beat 15, um, and 15 was maybe like the wildest video game, like, I, Final Fantasy 15 is the weirdest AAA game I've ever played. Like, it is shockingly inconsistent, um, had horrifyingly bad voice acting. Um, entire portions of it made absolutely no sense. Um, and the final boss fights, and yes, it was fights because I think there were seven of them in a row, took like four hours and made me hate the like 70 hours I put into the game before that. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, I would say probably the, the ones for me are probably um, like. I'm not saying that I've never played any of them, but I have not played the majority of Mario games. Like, I played Mario 1, 2, and 3, and Odyssey, and, like, I don't know if I played really any of the ones in between those two. Um, And the majority of Zelda games, I've played um, 1, 2... Yeah, that's my other one, would be Zelda. 1, 2... I've dabbled along the way. Yeah. Link to the Past and Breath of the Wild, but didn't beat Breath of the Wild, um, and played like a handful of the like Game Boy games, but I never played like Majora's Mask or Wind, Wind Waker, Wind Waker, Ocarina of Time, <laughs> Ocarina of Time. I've never played any of those. Um, and just like I didn't have a, I didn't have a Nintendo sixty four, and I didn't have a GameCube, and so if it was, and I didn't play any of them on the Wii or Wii U, really. So if it if it was on any of those systems, I probably haven't played it. So those are those are my big my big holes. And like every once in a while, I think I'll go back and play them or something, and then I just don't because 
I'm not going to. I really wish they would release the Wind Waker that was released on Wii U. I yeah. think if they released all of the Zeldas in like an affordable way on the Switch, mm-hmm. I might think about playing through them. Um, maybe. But, like, I'm not going to pay a ton of money to do it. I'm not going to, like, the way they did the, the 35th anniversary Mario stuff, I'm not going to pay $60 for three old games. Like, I'm just not going to. I would pay $60 um, for, like, all of the 3D ones up to, um, I mean, like, so so if they released uh, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Wind Waker, um, the, what was the one that was on the game? Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess. Or no, that that yeah, that was GameCube and Wii because they uh, they've had cross. It was better on GameCube because I didn't have to yeah. use the waggle stick. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mind. I actually like. I didn't mind the Wii controller. I for didn't most mind games, it, really. but like when I played, I tried it on Wii, and I'm like, I just don't like this. And then I got it on GameCube, and I'm like, oh, this game's. I really liked it on that. But if they release yeah. those and four then, for sixty bucks, when there was Skyward okay. Skyward Sword. I um, want that. Plus, I also will need to have link in the link to the past. Yeah. Like, well, that's on uh, the e. Oh, is online. it online? Yeah. Hmm. I might have to play that's how that. I played it. Interesting. Um, the first yeah, three are. I think my th- answer is God of War. I've never touched one of those. Oh yeah, I I've I've only played the last one. and I didn't like it very much. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of PlayStation. I like holes all too. the other ones significantly better. Yeah, one, two, and three are a lot of PlayStation games I've played. I've I've not really. I've only played the fourth game in the Uncharted series, and thought it was okay. <laughs> I've only um, played the Vita Uncharted game. Yeah. It was good. I haven't played. I, liked it. I haven't played much in the way of Tomb Raider, honestly. Um, I, you know, it's I, I don't know. I I think the thing is, is I think there was a time where I'm like, oh, I would love to play all those games, and I really. I don't really think I do. I haven't played most of the Assassin's Creed games because there's like a thousand of them. I've only played like two or three. So are, are you going to answer uh, Sweaty Spook's question? Oh, I rolled right over that. Mm. Yeah, I guess I guess I will. So, question for the show uh, from Sweaty Spooks in 2020 when COVID first. <laughs> so I read this question. I'm like, I don't know if you're asking the right set of people, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when COVID first began, what would you do to keep a positive mind frame? It's not an easy task, but this could be something as simple as diving back into a backlog of games. Um, he finds it important to discuss methods or way we can remain positive and look out for one another. Um, so before 2020, I did not have a positive mind frame, so I don't see why yeah. 2020 would change that. I uh, I went into COVID and it was kind of crappy, and then I immediately lost my job, which <laughs> did not help yeah. very much. Uh, I think the things I have done during COVID to like stay sane, um, which is like it's a fragile rope right now. I'll tell you that um, is we actually took to taking um, really long drives. Um, so like I saw things this summer. Like I've lived in Seattle for six years now. And had never been to see um, the Space Needle. The Space Needle. No, I've seen the Space Needle. What's the big mountain called, Dylan? Yeah, so I'd never seen Mount Rainier before. And so we went on like a five-hour drive and drove all over Mount Rainier. And that was super cool. my neck of the woods. Yeah, yeah. We drove through Dylan's hometown. Um, I'd never seen Mount St. Helens. And we drove out to Mount St. Helens. That was really cool. Um, We took a big trip and drove out Did you pour one out for Harry Truman? Absolutely, I did. Um, 
I we went and took like a big like drive around kind of like the peninsula like we went to Forks um which is where like twilight set which isn't why we went there but there's this like super cool like old growth rainforest out there that we went to that was really neat so um we just went to a lot of places in Washington we'd never been to and like it was kind of lame because we didn't get out of our car like it was you know we'd yeah. grab some sandwiches to on see, the way though. I mean, yeah and so that was a, a really cool way to um kind of see a lot of Washington that we hadn't seen and you know had had done that thing where every weekend you're like dude we should really go and drive to X and just never did it and we actually did that um, I think the other thing I did is I actually played a lot of games that are not normally the kind of games I'd play like I did beat Final Fantasy 15 I did beat um, Kingdom Hearts 3 which are both really really long games that are not necessarily my cup of tea anymore and I think that during especially after I lost my job it was just like they were just kind of comfort food like I could sink into them and know that I was going to have 60 hours of video game to play and not have to think very much about it so um, that helped Um, besides that I think um, my brain is in a mostly terrible place most of the time Um, I barely sleep anymore and uh, you know I have a lot of anxiety so maybe I'm not the person to ask but maybe Colby or Dylan have a suggestion (laughs) although I'm I'm like Cliff but worse yeah yeah well I don't want to rain on the I don't want to rain on the parade here but I feel like the bright ray of sunshine now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Somebody had to be Dylan. May as well be you. Yeah. Um, I guess I, for most of my life, have handled stress and anxiety very well. Um, Same. (laughs) I I discovered early on that I was capable of, um, I don't know, finding outlets for that. So I think that's mostly through hobbies. Um, which I have possess a lot of, um, whether that be video gaming, tabletop gaming, painting miniatures. Um, early on, when we we're all stuck at home, like I got a barbecue, so like now I'm I was smoking meats. So it's like it always focusing the energy on something else. Because um, at the end of the day, I can only control what is happening directly around me, um, and some some things just aren't in my control but i can do my best to take the precautions necessary to keep myself and my family safe the best i can as well as just keep ourselves busy doing things like i'm always doing something whether it's reading a book or painting or playing a game or studying something or it's there's never really a moment i feel that passes by where not pursuing something and i think that that works really well to I watch a lot of TV now forward a lot Um, of TV (laughs) it's not great I think uh I think one of the best things you can do though is be like yo friends let's play games together like don't don't let your like it's very easy to to go game by yourself or go do something by yourself but make a point to seek out um some social interactions to play games with people um because, I mean, it, it's pretty easy to do when we have the internet um, nowadays. Um, even when we're stuck inside, that's something we can do together. Um, so carve that time out. I know everyone is busy, but I don't think everyone is ever busy enough that you can't find some time to do that if it's what's actually important. So, Yeah. I, I would actually kind of second that with... Um, it's been really interesting watching the way my kid approaches 
this. Um, like, because he's, he's not in school, so he doesn't get to see his friends. Um, and the, the way they kind of handle it, and I think it's really interesting, is, like, he has a Discord, just like, you know, like, Bite Me has a Discord. But as opposed to Bite Me, where, like, we don't use the, the talking part of it very often, they literally have a chat room that is just, like, open all the time. And so yeah. he'll get done with class and walk into the office and just like, hey, guys, what's going on? And there'll already be, like, two or three people in that chat room just talking and they play games together they do homework together they you know they play minecraft they play rocket league they play all these games together um but even when they're not playing games they're often in a chat room with other people right um all the time and it's like so foreign to me that i would just be like it's it's like a party line like where they're just all there all the time and like i don't work that way and i don't think a lot of people work that way but it's worked out really well for them I'm curious if it's something that just a little bit younger than mm, like me does yep. because uh, I'm just noticing other people that I play games with. They're kind of the same way. It's like, it's just like there's constantly people in the discord chat or something. And yeah, they may, one of them might be playing a game. Others are doing homework and just yep. like are with Chatting. their friends and whether that's, and that wasn't necessarily a byproduct of, of COVID or anything. It's just like, that's what they do now. Um, yeah. So much of your life is online, which is kind of sometimes like when I was playing Vermintide the other night, like I just streamed to discord and I was just in the audio channel. No one, no one popped by. Sometimes people do jump in yeah. to either just watch what you're doing. So it's like, I've started kind of doing that just to, Hey, I'm, I'm sitting here playing a game. So like, if you want to chat or something, like I'm, I'm sitting here. So it's kind of like an open invitation if people see that, I think. Um, so that's something I've kind of started to do just to, I mean, to, if anyone wants to play a game or something, it's just like, or they do the or same just watch thing. to see what the game's like. or They do the same thing where they, they did it with Celeste a bunch where he was playing Celeste and like two or three other people were watching him stream it in the Discord. Like my kid for right. Christmas, that's what he wanted was Discord Nitro so like he could stream to his discord better, better. <laughs> I'm like right. it's so weird like I don't I don't understand it um are you guys yeah. familiar with clubhouse the new like hot crap in social media I heard right about now? that it yeah it's awful but it's not my jam I don't think but like it's really interesting yeah. so I was talking to um mine and Dylan, me and Dylan have a, a friend named Heather um who we used to work with and I do a Christmas podcast with her and we were talking about it on our Christmas podcast and apparently the way it works is kind of like that but like a, a more curated approach so if you're in clubhouse you as the like speaker can start a room and then other people can come into a room that you talk to to uh, and they like you can just have it be a one to many situation where you're just like talking or giving a lecture or you know whatever but then they can like raise their hand and ask questions and like you give them the mic so they can you they can, can talk in, yeah. but you can also have like big round table discussions and like it's absolutely not for me and it's also one of those things that I can see like going really sideways really fast um, but like conceptually, it's kind of interesting. Um, yeah. She's like, you know, you could you could essentially do a podcast on it and have an audience there, um, which I thought was interesting. So I don't know. Yeah, I think that's I think kind you're... of an interesting. I think there's definitely uses for that, but I've I've really grown to like, and I pretty much hate the internet and anything social media. I don't like my business out. Like this is not me sure. at all. But I've kind of grown to like Discord as a way of 
having that, but it's your community. It's not, there's no one just jump, like, yeah, people can click on the link and jump in, but generally... 99.9% 99.9% of the time it's it's that's your community absolutely seeking yeah, I, out for a reason or it's friends of friends so it's it's like you feel pretty comfortable sharing or you know it's a pretty comfortable place to come and, and just be a part of that so because I don't I don't want to I don't want to talk with strangers I don't yeah. think that does not appeal to me at all unless it's a stranger that has a specific interest which is why I spend I've never been a person that like talks on forums or anything, but I could see how that would be in, in certain cases, especially for like, I don't know, specific games or something. Yeah. Um, like I spend a lot of times reading tabletop game forums because people are generally inquiring about rules or ideas and things. And it's not, it's not about this game sucks or this game's awesome. It's actually like, no, this, these people come here to learn about this hyper specific game or rule or this or that. And it's like, I I can get behind that. Um, but when it's just people pooping on each other, I'm, I am over that pretty fast. So I'm disappointed that Facebook groups isn't more like that because I agree. Like I think that that like forums got kind of killed off to some degree by Facebook groups and like the the death right. of a lot of like the Usenet stuff. And I want Facebook right. groups to be that, and they're not. They're terrible. I don't think I've ever been in a Facebook right. group longer than like three weeks before I was like, I hate everyone here. So yeah. it doesn't matter how it's weird because like yeah, not to go too far down this rabbit hole, but. uh it's weird because I, 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 I don't remember what the post was about, but it was kind of about like, hey, where, where'd be a good place to share new content for this game? Yeah, um, yeah. And like, is Facebook or Twitter or this? And like a lot of people responded with, I don't use those. Interesting. And I was like, I found that kind of interesting. It's like, so there are there's people like me out there that just don't want anything to do with that and just won't do it and it's like that's me too it's like if you put like i'm not going to join your facebook group because i don't i have not logged into facebook in over a year i have messenger on my phone if people need to like like contact me i guess technically i'm logged into that but i haven't looked at a facebook page um in pretty much a year or more and i only really did it for work um so it's like if that's where people want to promote their stuff, I don't care. I'm just yeah. not. I'm not gonna go there for that. It's just like I'd much rather have. I'd much rather sign up for your proprietary f- uh, forum on your website, sure. and I can go there specifically to chat with people, which I probably still won't do. But I'll read it. <laughs> you can read what they and do. I can vicariously read and kind of because some people have the same questions, and maybe. Maybe I will take part in that if I if I feel like it, but it's fair. It's fair. Yeah, no, I think I think that's I think really you nailed the the actual correct answer though, Dylan, is like find people to do things with. Um whether right. that's online or in person. Yeah. Um And I like know I that's think- tough cuz I know it's funny cuz my buddy actually called me Yes, and I know, like, I know where my my faults are, and one of them is like I do not call people, I do not reach out Same. to talk to people. Same. Um, and I know that I know that is my fault, but he he kind of made a joke, like I hadn't talked to him in a long time, and he called me. He's like, "Oh, just calling to see if you'd pick up the phone," and I was like, <laughs> "Well, you have to call someone for them to pick up the phone," and like it was a it was a joke, but and and then he, he laughed. He's like, "Well, it's a two way street," and I was like, "Yeah, you're right, but." I, I don't I don't, I don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> I don't call anybody and you like calling people and talking on the phone. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh yeah, you're you're right." And it's like, but I I know that's my kind of my flaws. I don't I don't like reaching out to people. Same. So, if you are 
if you're the people that like to reach out to people do it and even if you're the people that don't like try to do it try to try to get out there and be like hey let's play some games and just be a little bit more proactive yeah i mean like i said i think it too is like you don't have to be playing games with that person like colby and i talk to each other for like six or eight hours every weekend and rarely are playing the same game anymore um like we just get on a chat every saturday and sunday and we hang out and talk for you know three or four hours so it, it doesn't have to be you don't have to be doing the same thing uh, that's a great question. I appreciate it. Uh, Elsraf fifty two has two questions, um, and they are kind of they are kind of related. So, if you if you I, I don't this is kind of a I don't know if it's if you had to choose, but what 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 is your preference? The newest iPhone camera or a professional think DSLR? And I told her that we were uniquely qualified to answer this question because all of us are professional photographers of one type or another. So. For taking just pictures, pictures, probably the iPhone. Um, yeah. But if you need to like frame something, then you need a bigger camera. Yeah, I uh, there's a photographer and his name's Chase Jarvis, lives in Seattle, um, and he probably uh, ten years ago, twelve years ago, wrote a book called "The Camera You Have," and the entire concept it was all iPhone photography. And the idea was is that the best camera you're ever going to use is the one you have with you. So. If that's your iPhone camera, that is the best camera you have. If it is a $10,000 DSLR, that is the best camera you have. Um, But I think, like, like Colby's right, is it depends on the situation. Like, iPhone cameras nowadays are so damn good. Like, they are shockingly good. Yeah. Um, And I don't know. I don't have a new. Do you have a new? do Do you have a new iPhone, Dylan? I finally upgraded. I do have an iPhone. 12 mini 12 whatever is that what it is yeah i think so how are they the newest mini um it's just never yeah (laughs) i don't know because like i've used some video cameras that are incredible in low light and stuff so it's like i noticed the difference so it's still like i don't think you're ever gonna even those ones that like yeah, they do take some good pictures in low light, but there still has to be light. I yep. think that's the that's the thing. Um, that that to me is, and it's the... like it is. It's totally amazing what you can do with an iPhone, but it's still. I guess the interesting it's you still need at the end of the day to be a photographer. Yep. Like you have to go learn how cameras work to really pull the most out of it. So for most people, like an iPhone is spectacular. Yeah. yeah. Um, but a photographer is still going to be able to get more out of an iPhone than the every person. One of the things I will say is the greatest thing ever is live photos. Yeah. Because taking pictures of a four-year-old, um, I would say that, mm, I don't know, 85% of my pictures of my kid, I'm like, wow, she's blurry. But if I, you know, scroll back, you know, a little bit like, oh, that's a good picture. Um, yeah. I wish that I had a camera that could do that. And I mean, you can do like just the, what's it called? Um, where you go. Click yeah. Click rapid click shutter. Rapid. Yeah. Kind of thing. But it's not really the same. No, um, it's really not. But uh, yeah, no. Yeah. I, I found it, that it, taking it, pictures of dogs too. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, and I think like, like panoramas, super easy on a phone, like uh-huh. so easy on a phone. Um, I, what I really wish is that I wish phones made so if you're not a photographer um there are jpegs which is essentially what your phone takes a picture of although iphones aren't jpegs anymore but whatever um and then like a dslr shoots what they call raw 
and raw photos, if you know what to do with them, are just like the bee's knees. And an iPhone will shoot raw, but like it's a it's not as easy as it could be. And I wish you could just like say I want I want every single picture my iPhone to take to be raw, and I will process them because that would be that would I think would be like the big difference. Um, but I think I think like Dylan's right is outside with good lighting. There's we're probably almost to the point where there's not a huge difference between an iPhone camera and a DSLR. I mean, yeah. there are still going to be differences um, in especially now like, that they got these fancy like portrait modes yeah. and stuff. It's pretty cool, but it's also never a replacement for lenses. Yeah. Nope. So yeah. It's it, it, like I think to the lay person, there's probably not a big difference. When you come inside, there's a monstrous difference. Um, like right. or in the dark, I guess the cool thing is difference. like anyone has the ability to be it. Like there's no real buy-in to become a photographer now, which is cool. It, it's much more accessible. Yep. than I didn't have to buy a certain level of equipment. But yeah, um, the the difference really probably is, is you can't put like a fifty millimeter one point eight on your camera on your phone you can't yeah, put you can't a 300 really millimeter like wildlife photography is yeah. pretty wildlife photography is going to be pretty hard and stuff like that but but colby's right like live view like when we used to take pictures uh, dylan and i used to go take pictures of dogs all the time for work and like there's nothing that makes taking a picture easier of a dog than just being able to go like Boom. so it's good uh her yeah. follow-up question is which console is the most photogenic Generally, the Xbox, I think. I think the Xbox is a cool-looking console, but I don't think it's very... Like, I don't think it's interesting-looking. Um, I mean, are, are any consoles really super interesting? Yeah. Nintendo 64. I just don't... I don't... <laughs> they're, they're wacky, but they're fun. They're colorful. They're interesting. Like, no, I can think not. of a million... Yeah. They're black. No, no. There's, like, the green one. Like, the are clear plastic yeah. green one. Yeah. Uh, okay. But, there's I mean, the, yeah. The but there's Xboxes like that, too. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. To me, like the game. I mean, if you're gonna go with like special, you know, additions, yeah. Uh, to me, like the the Nintendo sixty four was an interesting looking console, like way more interesting than just like the box that most of them are. Like, yeah, there are. I don't disagree. There are some really cool special edition Xboxes, but I think that like the GameCube is just such an interesting thing that there are way more like cool Game pictures Cube I could take of a GameCube. Or, I'm sorry, or, yeah, sorry, Nintendo sixty four. Um, there are way cooler things I could do with it in 64 than I could do with an Xbox. Um, I kind of liked what they did with the Wii, though, where they had that little stand that just put it at a slight angle. Yeah, I agree. Like, I think it's a really simple thing, but I think it kind of does add some, like, I don't know, dy- like some dynamics to yep. the, the, the system. And that's, that's kind of cool. But generally, I don't think the PlayStations have really ever looked no. very cool to me. No. Nope. Um, I'm gonna go with they're all kind of boring. They are. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't think they're meant to yeah. be. No. I I think Nintendo does a better job, at least like with the game, like the GameCube specifically. I think like it, they went like this is supposed to be fun. Yeah. yeah. They said the word fun, and they're like, how do we make this fun? Oh, it's a cube, and it's a color. Yep. Like that's kind of cool, but is it actually aesthetically really interesting or super cool? Nah, eh, maybe not. It's a cube, but yeah. it does have a handle, which is kind of neat. Yep. Except yeah. it's I just not think a they're handle. interesting. Well, Except it's not. Yeah, it's, it's not, like, but it looks like it's one. Yeah. Please don't use this as a handle. It's like I the think Q-tip f- warning. <laughs> I think like the uh, like the PlayStation Five kind of screwed that up too. Like I think they tried to make an interesting looking console, and to me, like I, there are people that genuinely like the design, but I think the PS Five looks cheap. 
I think it looks like a weird fan that I'd buy at like um, uh, Brookstone. Like I just don't sharper image, sharper image. Yeah, I just don't like. I I don't think the design is not that the Series X is like anything to write home about, but it's at least kind of monolithically modern looking. Um, like I mean, if it was a it was a building, it would be like what do they call that? Uh, brutal. Uh, I can't remember the name of that kind of architecture, but you know, like it's got a something to it. I kind of like the top of it. The PS five to me doesn't look modern. It looks like to me, the PS five looks like someone in 1980 tried to make something that looked modern (laughs) and just like kind of whiffed it. So whatever. Do you, do you, uh, so you're going to go with the Xbox call? No, I said they're all kind of boring. They're all kind of boring. I don't disagree. I don't know. I'll go with the original Nintendo. Some of the uh, like some of the handhelds are kind of fun. Like the uh, like the the PSPs are kind of interesting. See, I would like, go that it would be like the Game Boy, um, Color. Game Boy Color, but when you added all of the like weird crap to it, stuff add to it, yeah, yep. yeah. I, I will never remember like forget like flying. And what was the one that wasn't backlit? Was it the Game Boy Advance? Yeah, where I had to have like a light over it and a magnifying glass. Did you have a Game Boy a, Advance? Yeah. You're probably thinking of the Game Boy Color. I don't think Could you ever be. had an Advance. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Brooke had a couple of them, so I, I didn't have them. But it was did. a color, I think. Yeah. And so, but like had a magnifying glass and like uh-huh. a little stupid light. And I'm like, yep. this is dumb. All right. We're going to talk about some cheap free games now. Uh, PS Plus games. Like. I don't understand what PS Plus is anymore because you don't get to keep these games. <laughs> There's three games that came out this month. Two of them you only get to keep for 29 days, which I think is real weird. Um, one of those is Control Ultimate Edition, which, again, a cool game. comes out uh, February 2nd and is cool. And, like, not that you don't have time to beat it, but you have to beat it by March 1st. <laughs> like, you have from February 2nd until March 1st for that game to be free. Um, the other one on the same time frame is Concrete Genie, which is actually looks really cool. I actually own that. I need to play it um i own like a physical copy of it um but both of those are available february 2nd to march 1st so like is that 20 there's 28 days in march so like 20 27 days <laughs> i don't get it um and then destruction all-stars which is um that game that i could not destruction derby that's the game i was thinking about um, i'm not sure it's the same game but whatever um is available from february 2nd until april 5th so i don't i don't really understand what ps plus is anymore but Whatever, those games are fun. Um, Control Ultimate Edition, it will run on uh, your PS5 in super fancy PS5 mode, too. So I guess that's cool. Um, Epic Game Store this month, uh, or this week, the free game is Dandara. It is a kind of interesting Metroidvania. Um, it reminds me a little bit of Celeste, actually, um, in that like you can jump onto walls and ceilings and stuff. Um, I played it at PAX and thought it was cool. You actually played it and said it's really hard, right? Me? Yeah. Did you not play Dondara? Oh, yeah. I did play that. It was rather difficult. Yeah. So, I don't know. It looks okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, and has a lot of like weird verticality where you can jump onto ceilings and stuff. Um, but it's free. Give it a go. Uh, coming to Game Pass. We talked about these already, but just as a reminder, um, let's see. When you listen to this podcast two eight days ago, Cyber Shadow would have come out for Android console and PC. Um, that is the new game from... The Shovel Knight people, I think. It's kind of like a Ninja Gaiden type game. Uh, The Medium, the new horror game from Team Blooper, is coming out on Blooper Team. I don't know, the folks that made Layers of Fear. It's coming to the Xbox and PC on January 28th, so that is today. The game's been getting, like, 
either pretty good or really middling reviews. Like it's going to be a game that settles at like 70 on Metacritic. So uh, it's free though. Check it out. Uh, and then Yakuza 3, 4, and 5 are also all coming out on PC console and uh, Android on January 28th. So you'll be able to pick all those up today. Uh, Games with Gold for February is actually pretty good. Um, you can get Gears 5, which if you're a Game Pass subscriber, does nothing for you. But uh, if you're not, Gears 5 was okay. Like, um, And I've heard they've done a lot of stuff with like DLC and stuff since then, so maybe worth looking at. It's uh, there from February 1st I, to the 28th. I've heard that it is spectacular on like the Series X and S. Yeah, I wish I liked the game enough to load it up again, but uh-huh. I really didn't. Um, like that was like to me like a solid like six point five out of ten. Um, and I it liked was, I liked Crackdown three way better. I absolutely did too. I absolutely did too. Um, I just like I thought the story was kind of dumb and the combat. I, I don't know whatever. Uh, Resident Evil, which I believe is like the OG Resident Evil, is available the first to the twenty eighth. Is that right? That doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem right. Right. I don't know. Let's let's. I'll I'll look. We'll 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 do a little bit of research. Although I would have thought this would have been easier to find out because I got that from Xbox Wire. You think it would be right here? No, I guess I guess we can't figure it out. Some Resident Evil game. There we go. Here we go. Uh, it is. Yeah. No, it is the original, original. Resident Evil. Weird. Yeah. Um, so that's coming out available first through the twenty eighth. That game is the only Resident Evil game I've ever actually played. So. It's all right. Uh, what else we got coming out? Uh, Dandara, again, Trials of Fear. So if you didn't want to play it on Epic, you can play it from the fe- February 16th to March 15th. Uh, grab that on uh, Game Pass, or I'm sorry, Games with Gold. Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb is going to be available February 1st through the 15th. And then Lost Planet 2 is available February 16th through the 28th. So um, it's not a, that's a pretty good month, really, I think. So Lost Planet, the first one was really good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard. I've never played either of them, but, you know, some good stuff. I think that uh, kind of wraps us up for this week. It's, we've been talking for a long, long, long time. I don't know how that happened, but it, it happens sometimes. So, you have anything uh, you want to plug before we call it a day, call? No. Would you like to get something to plug so you could plug in the future? Not really. Okay. Uh, we are Bite Me Podcast. You can find us at BiteMePodcast.com. You can find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram slash Bite Me Podcast. You now know that it is absolutely not Dylan running our Facebook social media, but it could be Colby. But it's not. It's me. Uh, you Mostly can... it just confuses me because I can't reply to our things or else it replies as uh, yeah. Bite Me. I can, I can show you how to fix that. Mm, um, I don't care that much. You care desperately. Uh, you can join us on our Discord. Come hang out in our community Discord at uh, bitemepodcast.com slash Discord. You can join that there. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash bitemepodcast. Um, Dylan's on the phone, so I don't I don't know if he's coming back. I don't think he's coming back, so it's up to you, Cole. Bite me! <laughs> that was one of your better ones. I like it.